I have asked many questions of Jewish neighbors here about, you know, how much longer we, we should put up with this. Because if I, if I were to name Peter the single greatest threat um, to the single greatest origin of uh, violence in the Middle East, it is unquestionably the state of Israel and the way in which they feel absolutely no shame in defying international law, doing whatever they want. Oh boy, um, hard really to know where to start with a comment like that. But it is uh, one of several that has forced NDP MPP Joel Harden to explain himself, which forced him to express regrets. And it is over this lengthy interview that he did uh, sometime, I guess, last year in this forum on Israel and Palestine, where he's talking about things like Palestinian human rights, no problem with that, um, and then lays out several very troubling anti-Semitic claims, including that Israel is the most dangerous threat in the Middle East. And then he went on to talk about how he holds his Jewish neighbors accountable, asking, you know, how long should we put up with this? As if somehow Canadian Jews living in Ottawa or anywhere else in this country have anything to do with Israeli policy. I mean, for him to say that, it would mean that he has to go to his Chinese neighbors, maybe his Muslim neighbors, and demand, are, are you standing up for everything that's wrong in those countries? I mean, it's just, it's, it's not just an odd thing to do, but he's way out of his line. But certainly not the first time that Harden has raised eyebrows. Back in uh, 2019, he advocated for the leader of the terror group, the Popular Front, and, uh, of course, Andrea Horvath said, uh, look, he wrapped his knuckles, he's got wrapped knuckles, and, and um, it wouldn't happen again. And again, this guy, Joel Harden, can apologize all he wants and say he'll learn, but uh, I think there's clearly a problem. It's not just a far-right problem. Anti-Semitism is a problem on the left. I just don't think those on the left, a lot of them, know what it is. Maybe I'm being too generous. Andrea Friedman is president and CEO of Jewish Federation of Ottawa. Good to have you, Andrea. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, certainly this is making headlines, I'm sure, in Ottawa. But let me just start with this, because the, the argument that Harden likes to make is, and I, you know, he talks about this, he made this comment saying, well, there's a relatively small group of people who have this inner inverse preoccupation, that they're more concerned about safety and security of Jews, interested in the Holocaust and all that kind of stuff as if he'd be surprised that Jews would actually be concerned about their security. I mean, given they're under attack all the time, um, yeah, Jews do, do worry about this kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Security is, is uh, an unfortunate reality of, of life in 2022 for Jewish communities across Canada. Um, Jews don't go to synagogue without seeing security guards um, present. And it's a very sad and troubling situation when an elected official at any level of government from any party engages in, in repeated antagonistic behavior towards the Jewish community. Yeah. You know, one of the things is I think there gets to be confusion. People say, well, what, you can't criticize Israel? Well, of course you can criticize Israel. It, it does get confusing where this line is of what is criticism of Israel and what then turns into anti-Semitism. Right, and that, that's fair, because there is lots of, of criticism and legitimate of the state of Israel, just as there is for any other government. No mm -hmm. government is perfect, uh, and Israel is, is not perfect either. But, but here's a few clear examples of where it crosses the line into anti-Semitism. Suggesting that Jewish Ontarians ought to be questioned and held accountable for the actions of Israel, and holding Jews mm -hmm. collectively responsible for the actions of the state of Israel is anti-Semitic, and it's extremely troubling coming from any elected representative. I'll give you another example. Denying the Jewish people their right to self-determination in their ancestral homeland 
for example, by claiming that the existence of the state of Israel is a racist, and racist endeavor, mm-hmm. is anti-Semitic and not acceptable from any political leaguer. When you apply a double standard to Israel, requiring the only Jewish nation in the world to be held to a different standard, singling her out and vilifying Israel, it's anti-Semitic and it's dangerous behavior coming from anybody, but particularly coming from an elected official from any party at any level of government. Yeah, especially when he says, look, I I speak out against anti-Semitism, and then in the next breath he says, look, I wear my Palestinian human rights button just to see if I can trigger anyone, to insinuate almost like what Jews are triggered by Palestinians. No, I mean, Jews are triggered by Hamas. That that is what triggers Jews because they want to obliterate the, um, you know, Israel and, and kill all the Jews uh, with it. So that that is this this notion that Israelis hate Palestinians is just not true. It's they will not sit back if they're going to be attacked. Correct. I mean, Israel has a right to defend um, her borders. Israel has the right to live in, in safety and security, as do all of Israelis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think that this is really about the Middle East. I think it's yeah, about it what be. we expect yeah. from our elected officials. And what we expect is that they stand up against hate we expect that they stand up against hate against everybody, and that includes the Jews. And when this doesn't happen from a politician of any political party, it is deeply troubling, and there have to be consequences. An apology simply isn't sufficient. Yeah, I'm not sure anything will happen. In fact, I'm almost positive of it. Um, but, you know, we always hear, especially like with the trucking convoy, people were outraged over, you know, one or two um, swastikas that they saw. And, okay, be outraged, but you should be also outraged when Al-Quds is walking around the streets of Toronto, which they do quite often with, you know, signs calling for the death of Jews. You should also be concerned when you see things like BDS or Israeli apartheid become part of a normal conversation. Um, that That is anti-Semitism. And, and I don't think a lot of people understand that because it's so nuanced that I guess – they think, well, okay, it's it's okay to say that because I, I support the Palestinian cause without understanding what they're saying. Right. So, Alex, that, that's totally fair, and I think we have to acknowledge that in 2020, 2022, mm-hmm. anti-Semitism exists on the right and it exists on the left. Yep. The trucker prote- protest was the perfect example of anti-Semitism that exists on the right and that needs to be condemned. Um, but it also exists on the left, most generally manifesting itself in anti-Israel sentiment, Um, But it's really anti-Semitic. And the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, which has been adopted by the government of Canada, it's been adopted by the government of Ontario, and numerous other provinces and democracies around the world, make that point really clear. And so when a politician from any party, be it a school trustee or a member of um, the House of Commons, crosses the line and engages in anti-Semitic behavior, there have to be consequences. What's the consequence? I mean, look, um, he's, he's said that he's got his regrets. Uh, Peter Tabins, who's the interim leader, has said, look, it's not acceptable. We hear the words. The problem is it is accepted because we've heard it before many, many times. Um, whether it's you allow a, a party allows, um, you know, a Nazi sympathizer to run in the party or you've got people who are Holocaust deniers. Uh, and in the Green Party, I'll say they're even worse. I mean, it, it's even more rife, I think, in the Green Party, it, it, you know, given the treatment of their, their leader, uh, a black woman and also a Jew. Uh, you know, it, it is a problem on the left, and they don't either seem to care or they don't want to solve it. And I think that is uh, deeply troubling. Uh, so I agree. I mean, I do warmly welcome uh, interim leader Tobin's comments. Um, I thought they, they were sincere, uh, and I thought they were clear. But they have to be more than words. I agree. There have to be consequences, which is why uh, last night uh, we called for um, this particular MPP's removal from caucus, or at the very least, 
being stripped of their legislative responsibilities. There have to be consequences. Without it, this is going to be a repeated occurrence um, in, in multiple mm-hmm. parties. Look, the Jewish Federation is a nonpartisan organization, and one of our responsibilities is to fight anti-Semitism. And to do that effectively, we have to reach across the aisle, yeah. ensure that anti-Semitism is not a partisan political issue. We do our best to build these relationships. Um, in this vein, I've met with Mr. Hardin um, numerous times. In Similar to any other elected official, we hope that they learn from their mistakes. But hope is really not a strategy, and that's why there needs to be accountability and that's what we're calling for in this particular case. Yeah, look, we didn't see any accountability with Laith Maroof, who stayed on the government payroll for God knows how long. I mean, there's no heads that have rolled on that. Um, but, to, but to your point, uh, I'm not sure what will happen with Mr. Hardin. But, um, you know, do you get the sense? I mean, you've talked. He, th- these are not new comments. He has said this many, many times. And so is it a matter of is sorry or sorry I got caught? So only Mr. Hardin can speak to that. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't answer for him. What about the education side of this? Because I don't think everyone should be destroyed over these things, but I do think that there's a learning curve that can go along with this. I think we're better drawing people in because, you know, it starts with Jew hate and then it goes into black hate and all these other hate. Hate grows. It doesn't have a limit. Exactly. And and history has taught us repeatedly that what starts with the Jews never ends with the Jews. Mm -hmm. And historically, we're a litmus test for how much hate and intolerance a society will tolerate. Mm -hmm. And right now, as we saw with the recent hate crime statistics released by StatsCan, that level is far too high. Um, The amount of hate that children in schools are being subjected to, the amount of hate on university campuses is, is, is off the charts. And that's why we need to work across the aisle. And that's why we need all of our elected officials to do better and to be better. Yeah. Well, stay tuned on this. Sadly, it won't be the first or the last time we talk about it, but certainly hopefully highlighting it. Eventually, uh, people will you know, understand, yeah, you can criticize. But again, well, the comments of what he said were just uh, not just one. It was a, a series of them and a pattern of behavior. Andrea, we'll keep talking about this. Very much appreciate your uh, time on the matter. Thank you very much. That's that, uh, uh, Andrea Freedom. Well, no, Andrea Freedom. Sorry, I cannot read today. Andrea Freedom is with the Jewish Federation of Ottawa. We'll see what happens. I mean, so far, Joel Harden's apologized, and there's lots of uh, talk, but uh, I do not see him ultimately having to pay any particular price.